Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M. And it's time to talk AFL footy. And, of course, there was one big winner over the weekend, Lou, and it's a team based in Queensland. Sure was. was that is... The Gold Coast Suns, the big winners from Queensland. Let's talk about the Gold Coast Suns for at least three minutes with Wayne Schwass, footy champion. Good morning, Swatter. Hi, Lou. How you going? Good, Swatter. Uh, that's why. Just let me flick big back winners. through my messages. Let me flick. Here it is. I'll have the right. Lions theme song queued up, ready to go. Nah. Once again, once again, my knuckle-headed friend, you and your fat fingers have completely got it wrong. Uh well done to the Gold Coast Suns. Yes. They won't make the eight. They won't even get near the eight. Now, the Brisbane Lions had a mighty, mighty win again. And Wasn't as I've it? said for the last couple... Oh, it was a beautiful win. Oh, Good no, ball. don't play. Lou, don't press. It has to be played because the margin was enormous. In fact, Swatter, can we officially call it a spifflication? No. Yeah, we can call it a full-body examination. No. And the opposition team were completely spifflicated from the inside to the out. <laughs> yeah, they, agreed. They did, they did not cope well. We knew that. And I've actually put a message through to ScoMo and said, can we have the Brisbane Lions theme song as the Australian National Anthem yeah. for the next six months? <laughs> Great call, It's Swatter. the French National Anthem that they use. I don't care. It is just... Well, look, I'm just... Now, Excited. There's some. There were some big games, uh, Swatter. The Giants beating Melbourne. Now, is this a worrying sign for the D's, or was that just a little bit of cruise control at this time of year? No, just a little speed hump, uh, Matthew. Um, just a little speed hump. They'll regather themselves. They'll correct their course, and they'll be back back on track this week. I wouldn't read too much into that, young fella. Now, I know that you were very excited though about the red and white the Sydney Swans. Now, this, mm-hmm. this was a spifflication. The, the Crows one wasn't 50 points, but 118 to 26, 92 points beating the West Coast Eagles. The Eagles are done, Swatter. Well, they are officially done. Sadden me a bit. My young bloke breaks for the West Coast Eagles, but they, their wheels have literally fallen off. Um, those wheels might make their way to South Australia. Jeez, <laughs> oh, no. I hope Adelaide don't put them on their vehicle because <laughs> they've been wheelless since 2017. I know it'll be an even bumpier road <laughs> for them. If that's the case. Well, you know they are looking. They are looking very thoroughly into a team in Tasmania. No, why don't, don't, do why this don't we again. chuck a couple of average, just subpar clubs together, cobble them together, get rid of half of the bloody players, and chuck them down to Tassie, and then we've got a team in Tasmania. Good idea, Adelaide. You hand your licence back or you go on to Tassie. That's my statement. We know it's got to be North Melbourne, so your old club, because they they go to Tasmania. I mean, if they're going to they make go. a Tassie team... So does Hawthorne. Hawthorne well, go down Combine there, the two. There you go. Hawthorne had a good run. They had their, their bloody well, three-peat. You don't need to combine two clubs that represent and stand for something. You need to get rid of clubs that don't. Oh, what a harsh but fair. Oh, Thank you, Lulu. Anything else you want to ask me this morning? <laughs> I think we've pretty much covered I think we've covered off everything. We've, we've fixed the whole off. thing. Uh, yeah, just before we let you go, I uh, happened to bump into somebody from that region on the weekend, uh, and they said, geez, I love listening to you. Give it to Matt on a Monday and Friday morning. I said, look, it's nothing but theatre. And this individual said, no, can you go harder? I'll take that on board. <laughs> One day uh... I will get my revenge. Wayne Swartz, thank you. We'll talk to you again at the end of the week. So, yeah, have a good, have a good week, guys. 
And the federal government last week outlined a four-phase plan for a pathway out of the COVID-19 pandemic, thank God, which includes the end of lockdowns, no more domestic restrictions for vaccinated Australians and unlimited arrival caps for vaccinated travellers. Susan Lee is the local member for Farrah and Federal Environment Minister, of course, and she joins us. Susan, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. Great to be on the program. Now, it's pretty clear that the four-phase plan hinges on the vaccine and that pretty much hinges on its availability to all Australians. So when are we on track for full availability so we can genuinely get back to a normal life? That's right. It depends on the vaccine and it depends on Premier's decisions around lockdowns because ultimately they make those decisions. I'm really encouraged by the take-up. I can't say the date will reach the right percentage because we're waiting for the medical advice to tell us what that is, whether it's 70%, whether it's 75%. But we had a great take-up of the AstraZeneca from the under-40s last week when effectively the advice was if your doctor thinks it's okay for you go right ahead and we we've got Pfizer coming to GP surgeries from today and so it's look it's all uphill from here I remember the time that when people were sort of talking in you know in their lunchrooms and saying oh I think I'll wait I don't think I'll get it and and of course um unfortunately that meant we started from a low base but we're picking up speed okay all right well when it's available get it done both Lou and um, myself we, we're we're both booked in soon, to get it done so, yep, yep absolutely I've got my second AstraZeneca this week and um yeah I, I it's just such a good feeling knowing that uh you cross that cross that threshold and everyone feels the same. So four phases and the last phase is uh, in and out of Australia with very few limitations and I know everyone just wants that to come. Oh, absolutely. We can't, it just can't come quickly enough. Now, Susan, something else that um, has been of great interest uh, to people locally and a lot of very vocal opposition to it, the culling of the high country Brumbies. What's the latest on the Brumby cull? I've written to New South Wales Minister Matt Keane and said I'm looking for provisions in my Environment Act to effectively um, require a plan to reduce the numbers. And it's not, you know, it's not a position I arrived at easily because no one loves horses more than I do. And I've been horses in the high country in my life. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've loved horses all my life. But when I went up there, and I've been up there several times and saw the damage firsthand and got the official numbers, so you've got to ask the question, well, how many horses are there? There's at least 14,000 and maybe 20,000. That's far too many. And there, as Environment Minister, I can see that, well, you don't have to be an Environment Minister to see the damage they're doing, but it's it's quite profound, particularly on the higher country. So we have to work out how we can reduce their numbers and we have to do it humanely. And obviously, if there is any culling and, you know, the expectation is, even from New South Wales officials, that that will happen, it has to be done with the RSPCA closely involved. Do you, do you know then, Susan, in, in that case, is it um, is there going to be aerial culling? Because that was probably the biggest opposition was to the aerial culling of the animals. Um, look, for me or the Commonwealth actually to say how, but it is for, it's a national heritage place listed for its unique vegetation and landscape and it's being by hard-hooved animals. Nearly all of them are horses. So um, that mm. there are lots of options. I mean, we only hear about this in New South Wales. Remember that the ACT and Victorian governments control horses reasonably well and they 
this to happen too because the Alpine Park is all one area. And if you go to northern Australia, you'll find that there are a lot of hard-hoofed animals that are routinely culled. And no one likes it. Of course they don't. But it's Australia's unique environment that we are. Yeah. yeah. And as someone said to me, it's Kosciuszko National Park, not Kosciuszko National Paddock. Yeah, it's, a, it's an emotive issue and really there's so is. many passionate yeah. people Incredibly. around it. But uh, thank you for uh, for putting that um that across uh, for us uh, so succinctly. Thank you, uh, Susan Lee. We are out of time and uh, we will talk to you again very soon. Look forward to it. Take care. And she's the uh, federal um, member for Farah and Environment Minister, of course. And part of the issues around, like everything, is that each different state also has controls over yeah, the parks things. and stuff, which makes it uh, difficult as well, doesn't it? But we're getting used to that now, aren't we? Mm, very it's much Eskimo so. Joe, it's Lou and Matt's Triple M. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My dangling! TV Talk with Steve Mulk. Yes, and this is related to, uh, well, our parent uh, company had a partnership with Channel 9 here locally, Lou, so mm-hmm. it's affiliated with Southern Cross Hall Stereo, but it's all changed last week. Uh, Steve Malt, good morning. Morning, Matt and Lou. Um, so, um, obviously, the numbers have changed. So, SCA, mm-hmm. Southern Cross Hall Stereo, now have Channel 10, and yes. Win have Channel 9. Now, are there any other issues around it at all? Have you Did the transition happen smoothly, Malky, last Thursday? Oh, look, it was the flicking of a switch. If you remember, guys, five years ago, this happened. Mm-hmm. You know, when it went from the way it was to the, the way it was most recently, now it's technically back to how it was in the first place. Um, the only real transition hangover is that, if you remember, um, Wynn, who are now the partners with the Nine Network, um, they had been showing, or still are showing, Sky News into the regional areas as a channel. That agreement ends at the end of July, okay. which will then allow for Nine Life to reappear back on people's TVs because they don't have the bandwidth to carry it, whereas SCA were carrying it, and a lot of people were enjoying the lifestyle format television that came with Nine Life. Uh, and let me tell you, we've been inundated on TV Black Box by the people wondering, where did Nine Life go? Oh. Well, it'll be back at the end of the month. Okay. Oh, that's good Good to know. Now, Mulkey, um, I guess what we really love getting from you is uh, some ideas of some mm. um, great TV shows to watch. What have you got for us at the moment? Well, look, if you want to have some really good popcorn uh, sort of television that you don't want to think too much about, we all need that sometimes. Yes. Um, I can highly recommend the new Chris Pratt film, The Tomorrow War, which is on Amazon Prime Video. I watched um, it. I watched it on the weekend. Yeah, don't think hard. Loved um, it, though. Loved it. Super fun. Um, it's not going to win any Oscars. Nah, it's gory, uh, though. Oh, look, it, it, there's aliens die in a pretty bloodthirsty way. Um, but, but it's a lot of fun, right? right. I would say yep. check it out. Absolutely worth it. Um, Monsters at Work, which is an oh. animated series from Disney, kicks off this Wednesday. Uh, if you remember Monsters, Inc., right, the, the mm-hmm. whole Mike and Sully realised that laughter was a better energy creator and scary. Yeah. Great. Everyone's happy at the end of it. Well, this picks up the day after they get put in charge and a, uh, a young monster graduates from Scare University, ready to become a scarer, and finds out that he can't be a scarer oh, because it's their laughter. It's very, very funny. Oh, cool. And um, Mocky Farmer Wants a Wife mm. is back on. Yes, Farmer Wants a Cuddle has kicked off and uh, <laughs> there are... There are a bunch of farmers and a bunch of young ladies who are 
willing to put themselves out there for love, Matt and Lou. That's of what course. it's all about. Yes, love. For love and, not... and for acreage these days, Mulky, because <laughs> yeah. everyone wants to move to the country. Yeah, and probably Instagram followers as well. Yeah. And speaking of the country, I did watch uh, Clarkson's Farm. You've been recommending it for the mm. past uh, two weeks. Uh, that Caleb dude, the young guy, yes. his farmer helper, is hilarious. The best, isn't I he? I love that show. It's uh, fantastic. So uh, it's on Amazon Prime, so grab it if you, if you can. Amazon Prime subscription and watch it. Totally worth it because you don't just benefit from TV. You get a whole bunch of delivery benefits as well. Love it. All right, Mulky, well, thank you very much. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. Hey. Hey. Matt, Lou. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mulkey. And I think we should both get perms like Caleb was planning on Clarkson's oh, farm. Gosh. <laughs> it's Lou and Matt. Gracious. It's Triple M. A COVID update. Some of the things that have, are affecting us since the last time that we talked about uh, COVID and rules and regulations. Well, Friday. Um, now, I've noticed exactly, Lou, I've noticed that most of these, most of these uh, little positives that we say in updates are actually writing wrongs that never should have occurred in the first place. Yep, yep. And this is a great case in point, I reckon. So Mm -hmm. V-Line, this is courtesy of the Border Mail, V-Line has reversed the decision to terminate services in Wodonga and leave Albury passengers to find their own way across the border. (laughs) So literally, the trains and or buses, because over the weekend it was buses, were just stopping in Wodonga. And saying, oh yeah. Yeah, off you go. What are you meant to do? Hitchhike? Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. How ridiculous. So they've changed it now, and from oh, that's today cool. they're going to resume. But why Why do that in the first place? <laughs> oh, man. Um, now, uh, this kind of sucks. This is um, well, this is a potentially a positive, but it's not going to be. Israel look like they're going to turf as many as a million doses of the Pfizer vaccine that are due to expire at the end of the month. Um but Australia could maybe... We could bought them. We could buy them off Why don't them. we buy them? Well, it says we're non-committal about making a bid for one million vaccines. Well, we've got three three weeks. I know. Get on it. I yeah, mean, totally see, get technically on it. it might be hard to transport them here, technically, in the in the current situation with them being in Israel. Yeah. But well, get it done. Plus, so you, don't want, done. you don't want someone to leave the fridge door open when, no. they're, when they're in transit because no. they don't have to be minus so many... You know, 100 degrees or something. An expired Pfizer vaccine is second only to expired milk. (laughs) Sounds about how bad it is. Um, And finally, well, 16 cases yesterday, 16 new cases, 13 of those in isolation, and I don't think spread them around in New South Wales. So if continues that way, because there were 30-odd the day before. Yeah, so if they're, we're on uh, the downward trend. We are on hopefully that downward trend, and that means that on the 9th, that restrictions could ease, and that means, again, hopefully, we can put the mask away here on the border because sick of it. Anyway, there we go. You're already uh, sick of it. How long has it been? Oh, I know, nowhere near as long as it has has For been us. in Victoria. I know, I know, Lou. I know. Come on, man I up. I know. I don't want to man up. I want to put the mask away. <laughs> and. Until or unless there were cases here on the border. Agreed. But that was the argument we've had for quite a while. Ever. So I was on the road on the um, highway heading towards Melbourne on Saturday. Um, I had to deliver a kitten to Euroa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway there. Yeah. And, um, and man, there were so many police at that Euroa service centre. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were, I would have seen at least half a dozen, maybe more, police cars. Yeah. Um, and there would have been um, at least oh, probably 
20 police that I saw. So was it an actual checkpoint? No, it wasn't an actual checkpoint. And that's what sort of surprised me, which made me think, well, not surprised me, but made me think they're obviously just mobile patrols that are, um, that are, Patrolling more than they normally yeah, would yeah. at the moment. Because who would they in Vic? They'd be um, checking New South Wales, Sydney people going to Melbourne. I guess, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, that would, would be my be thought. I don't know, and that's what I thought. Oh, or are they checking people going from Melbourne? No, you're allowed to go wherever you south, like. But you, well, you can, but they can't go into Sydney, can they? Uh, north, I mean, heading north. You can go anywhere you like in Victoria now. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, on passing on through and continuing into New South Wales. Oh, no, but you're always... I know, it's you're right in the... hundreds of kilometres away from the I know, port. so I couldn't quite yeah, grasp weird, what it? it was. There were a lot here on the on the weekend. I, I did see uh, one of those mobile setups on uh, Victoria Cross Parade. Yep. And it was there for about, well, I drove past it at about midday and then uh, three o'clock and it was gone then. So they, they are doing that mobile thing. But, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just I found it interesting, and though it, um, obviously I went into the service centre and everyone was in there with their masks on. And well, could they been could they have been just travelling up? Quite possibly, just yeah, uh, yeah. having a stop down and having a bit of Absolutely, lunch. Absolutely, because it's up about here. halfway, so it's yes. it's about an, like for them. I think it's a, yeah about an hour and a half to two hours away from Melbourne. So that's a very good point. I, that didn't mm. even occur to me. I just thought, wow, how weird that there are so many police officers yeah, here yeah. at the one time. So you're quite right. Well, because they, they were saying that they were sending heaps up here. At, at all, you know, the presence up here in the border regions yeah. was going to be way greater. So I suppose that's where they'd be well, coming from. Well, there you go. So they're true to their word. If that's the case because yeah, there were yeah. quite a few. It's uh, a bit of course if you're in the uh, we're designated an orange zone now, but there's still the border bubble slash zone slash region. So we're allowed to travel freely in the border bubble. Zone. So as long as we <laughs> do that, we're safe. Probably a week, week and a half ago, I was talking to uh, um, my mate Amin, who's a good friend of the show. Um, he runs um, Matt Charter Racing for uh, Matty Charter in the Super 2 category in the V8 Supercars, the second to the top category. And he was saying he was very sceptical that Townsville would go ahead, which is this weekend. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, it might happen. He was like, nah, no way. Well, it's not only happening, but it's now a double header. So they're allowing New South Wales people into Queensland to do this, which is amazing for a start. Uh, Amin joins us. Good morning, Amin. Morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, good, good. So uh, I'm pretty amazed that it's uh, happening, to be honest, that Queensland are letting people from New South Wales in for a well, sporting event of, like this. Queensland have just opened up. Um, yeah, so obviously we thought we weren't going to go. Now suddenly we're going for two weeks which is the worst place in the world you can be stuck for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, knock he's, on a bit of wood. He's obviously we'll joking, Lou, Townsville. Yeah, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do in the week in between? Oh, well, I'll just sit on the beach. We're, we're and eat, magne- sit on the beach. Island, so. Don't go there, didn't they? Was, I'm going, was there not some yes. issues on Maggie Island? It is the oh, most... I'm not going in the water. I'm just nah. No, no someone oh, from COVID, the that, no, that lady was... who was the tra- who is a um, who was a health worker, she mm. went up there and she went to Magnetic Island. But no, I believe no, everyone's in I'm isolation. I'm sure it's fine. But it's um, yeah, it's very it's beautiful. Nothing. So you're just going to basically sit around and um, enjoy the sunshine and eat seafood, I imagine. Well, that's the plan. Yeah. So obviously, this week we're working. Wednesday we leave, and then we're racing this weekend, and then I'll just knock on a bit of wood. So hopefully by Sunday everything will be okay. We'll service the car, and then we get a couple of days downtime and. 
do it all again the weekend after. Yeah, brilliant. Nice. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's exciting and it's good to get two weekends. If you love your motorsport, you're going to absolutely love it and Brad Jones Racing is going to be up there as well. So, I mean, from Matt Charter Racing, operating out of uh, Auto Pro there on Drome Street. Thanks, mate, and have a good trip <laughs> up. And, um, Thanks, guys. And a good couple of weeks struggling Hopefully. up there in the sunshine. Mm, I know, I know. It's going to be a struggle, but someone has to do it, mate. <laughs> Poor things. Slow with that.